Episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me, as always, are Dan, Ward, Mike, Steve, and Dan has no voice, so this will be good. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be good. I can tell already. No yeah. battle tech, at least. No battle so tech. Well, no, there's no battle tech. But there's also a nice little arc, uh, like artifact of this is that Dan, even though uh, while sick, he's not driving today, so he is actually drinking beer with us. Woo! What? That's good. What? Alcohol also kills all the bacteria, so you'll this will help. It's true. It'll sanitize my throat. <laughs> exactly what I need. Somebody should have got you just like a straight glass of vodka. Yeah, that'll do. I, I got this. I got this. Okay. Um, so I feel when we're talking about this weekend hobby, it's really hard for us. Like, okay, let's just start with Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Because this weekend hobby was so, Fallout for everyone. No, I still did a little no, bit no, of no. hobby. Yeah, there was a little bit of hobby. But I actually didn't play Fallout this entire week. What? I'm not kidding. I am the lowest leveled here for did sure. What level break? are you? No, I'm like level. I'm level four. Oh, what? Wow, holy shit! I'm a, I bought that game four days ago, and I'm a higher level than you are. I, I, but the, yeah, I've been working on a couple other projects. Working on some top super top secret games. Listen, you gotta get your life in priority, <laughs> I know, man. Like, I know. I know. So I got that going, and I actually did do a bunch of hobby stuff. I got the fuselage top section of my hemlocks done. So we're not cool. done. Mostly done. I have a little bit of decals and a few edge lines to finish up. Otherwise, a lot of work done. Wait. I got about 70% through two large ships, three medium ships, and seven sets of flyers for... Your co- for your COA? For my Covenant of Ontatrica, yeah. I, I can talk. Ooh. And I did two squadrons of Y-Wings for Armada. So I like it how Fallout has taken over your life and rendered your hobby progress still way higher than all the rest of ours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be what, fair, what I, what I pulled you? a ward. What? Is this? Did you just clean models? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> so, Ward, did you did you pull a Dan and like Are we counting that or some as shit? Wait, wait, wait. I thought only Ward could count that as hobby. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I fully recognize that I had zero okay. real progress. Okay, that's all. That's what just wanted to be. Like. I could kind of make fun of Ward at the same time. Okay, okay I'll gotcha. accept that. I like the jab. Take someone down with you. That's always that's good good friends. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, here's your chance, Ward. What did you do in hobby? I'm the furthest in Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> what level are you? Level thirty one. How's that feel, Dan? I'm only two levels behind. <laughs> I can make that up in no time. <laughs> Just take a sick day tomorrow. No one will will dis- disbelieve you. It's true. I was sick yesterday. I I do have the next five days off though. So oh, oh no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so that ship has sailed. So Dan, do you do any hobby this week, or what? You speaking also speaking of ships that have sailed. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The, That's a no. the Constitution. Yeah. From Fallout, when you get to that mission, it is possibly my favorite part of the game so far. Uh, so, yeah. Sh- giant, no spoilers, no spoilers. There's a giant ship stuck on top of a bank. Okay, wait, 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 wait. No, we haven't got there. That's awesome. Okay. I haven't been to it yet, but Shut I Shut the over hell it. up. Mm-hmm. You, you said it. over it. You can yeah. fly? 
Oh, well, you'll find out. Well, when you get to level 31, anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that was a quick uh, This Week in Hobby. Okay, well, I guess we can move on to shut up and take my money then. Um, Shut up and give it back to me, please, Scott, (laughs) please. Go ahead, sorry. I I think we all spent money on one particular thing this week. Frog World? Yeah. I did not spend any money on Frog World because I am waiting for uh, the Doom of My Mera book. You didn't even get shoulder pads? No, because I'm, like I said, just just hear me out. Uh, There's the updated second edition for Doom of My Mera, and it's a very expensive book. I already own the first edition, but I might need the rules for my LVO army, and I need to have someone hopefully release a sneak preview to see if it's worth picking up. So it just started shipping on Monday, I think it was. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully somebody in Germany usually ends up with one first for some reason. Well, for White Dwarfs, anyway. White Dwarfs, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then based on that, I will be putting in an order for uh, my... Uh, why well, cannot think of their name? The Fire Drakes and nice. some other stuff around that too. Very cool. Yeah. So that's my not Forge World purchase yet. But you guys, I know, went a little ham. I've heard. Who wants to start? Who wants to own up? Right, well, I'll start. So mine wasn't too bad. When you think about it in context, I got a set of the shoulder pads for each of the thirty Marines. So I've got thirty <laughs> shoulder pads. Uh, I did one of each set, so I can have different squad markings, basically. Okay. So, gotcha. you know. Uh, I got so you're going to do squads of 15, then? No, there's three different sets. So, so he, squads got of set of, he got oh, 10 of the Mark II, 10 of the Mark III, and 10, 10 of the Mark IV. Gotcha. Yeah. And Makes one sense. set of heads. One set of heads. Uh, I got a transfer sheet. Nice. Right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my Contemptor and Dreadnoughts and that kind yep. of thing. And then I got... Forge World had a great... Uh, a great deal where they did more of a condensed version of the rules. One for just the generic Legion rules, and then one for all the specific ones. Yeah, you're referring to the Red Books, right? The Red Books, yeah. And so I picked up the the double package for that where you save five pounds. That's pretty good. It cool. was a lot cheaper than buying books one through three and spending like $400 on books. Yeah. Much, much better deal. Are they, they're smaller too, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they, it, Well, it's nice too because it'll be a lot easier to fit in an army case, that kind of thing. Transport, yeah. And they look this, pretty This sexy. requires you to play 30k, which is, I well, we'll have to maybe talk about that at the end of the show, but it's going to be pretty cool. Hey, I didn't I say I was doing this last week? I'm mm. still blown away. I was waiting for, like, Tom to see the light and not play 40k or something like that. I don't but know. But I'm not playing 40k. It's um, 30k. Yeah, let's go with that. There is no seeing the light. I'm not playing 40k. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> it's a loophole. We'll take it. <laughs> Okay, who's next? What, 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 it's moist. <laughs> uh, well, shut up and take my money. I, I wasn't going to say Forge World, but I will because I got told that I pretty much had to. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah, you do. Steve, you told him to do that? That's kind of yeah. mean. Uh, Steve yeah. a little bully. I'll mention one other thing. Wait, hold on. Well, we, so. No, we're just doing Forge World, then we can go into like a regular round. Uh, if okay. you want. Yeah, All right, sure, so just do your Forge World. Okay, so Forge World, uh, I was... Yeah. I went pretty cheap, I thought, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Until so, you checked out, kind of thing? No, it was, it, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, compared to what you guys are talking about, yeah, I did okay. So, okay. I just, so what was it? I just ordered 30 shoulder pads. So, <laughs> nice. th- that's it. And it sounded like, uh, between you guys and Ken Bish, I had to paint Imperial Fist, so... You got Imperial Fist shoulder pads? 30 k yeah. Imperial Fist as well. So, so, did you get all the same shoulder pad? I did all the same. So Which mark? Uh, mark four. Matchy, so, matchy. The one, uh, I just like having the rim on the shoulder pad. The one that doesn't have any sort of edge looks really weird That's to me. That's only on the Mark Six. 
Uh, yeah, okay, that was there. And then the one with the heavy greave, like, on the top, the reinforced, the Mark III. Yeah. I didn't mind that either, but I just went with... Looks good for, like, if you're going to do, like, the Battle of Pollux or whatever. Kind of want to do the reinforced those shield. Are, those will be the ones you want if you do a Breacher Squad yeah. Mark III. Yes. Yeah. Something that's a little bit more reinforced, yeah. protect the neck a little bit better. That's it'll match the corresponding shoulder pad on the other side as well. Yeah, so right now I just went with... Three, three sets of the uh, shoulder pads for that, and uh, yeah, I feel okay about that. Yeah, Mike got off easy too. Yeah, I did. I did. I just got the red little red books. Oh, there you uh, go. See, yeah. I figured that somebody was buying books. But so uh, was to be honest, I already <laughs> had the Primark. I've already got uh, a set of the vets I can use that are all in the Mark III with all the Death Guard shoulder pads you got the and everything apothecary. else. Yeah, I got the apothecary. I got the champion too with the crest and. Uh, What's a dreadnought uh, type again? Contemptor. Contemptor, right? I got I got the uh, the Death Guard Contemptor as well. Yeah, the Legion specific one, yeah. not yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, Dan, do the damage. Um, the I got. Damage. I only got two sets of shoulder pads because I had twenty already for World Eaters. Because of course. <laughs> I was planning to do this army like two years ago, so I got some of the stuff when it first good, came out. Good. No, so I, I, got, I think this is awesome. I got another set of the Mark II, another set of the Mark IV shoulder pads. I bought a set of the Cataphract chain axe arms that I'm going to have to convert up for the plastic guys to have power axes. Well, I like, okay. I got um, a set of the 15 combi weapons. So you get like five of the bolter meltas, five of the bolter plasmas, five of the bolter yep. flamers. I got a set of the 10 grav guns because grav guns are fucking sweet. And if you ever At least use in, them in 30, or sorry, in 40k. Exactly. But in 30k, they're di- they make like difficult terrain markers, but they're also haywire. Yeah, they're d- so they're completely different, but good in different ways. Yeah, and the thing is, if you ever play the army in 40k, then you're you're solid. Like yeah. I, I think if, especially if you want to magnetize them, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I plan on doing one of the ten man squads. Will have magnetic weapons, so I can do them That's up smart. as like the special weapon squads from um, the Heresy that have like ten flamers or yeah. ten plasma, or whatever. I could magnetize ten bolters as well. Exactly. I think that's pretty smart. So yeah, I got that. Uh, I got Karn the Betrayer. From Forge World One, I got a um, World Eater Contemptor, and I've got Angry Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> so I may have to did sculpt. It, just so we're clear, we didn't have enough meat. Just so we're clear, we're talking about Angron, but hey. we like him as Angry Ron. <laughs> it's better. I feel like we didn't have to clarify. Well, you know, I feel like instead of chain axes, he should just have like regular saw and a hammer and be like making something in his wood shop. He just should, a table saw he he's have, wheeling around. He yeah. should have like a barbecue fork and a like set of tongs and then <laughs> broken whiskey bottle. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> you can have a little Tupperware container full of like scrambled eggs off his belt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, as a side uh, note, you also picked oh, up my favorite squad, more Dathan snipers. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the best sculpts they've done yet for the Heresy. Super good. They're only twenty dollars a model. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, okay, Dan. I'm glad I badgered you into it that. It is less than half the price. Of if I had done a squad of man eaters, true. Those things are ridiculous. Yeah, so don't do that. Play thirty k because it's cheap. Yeah. Oh, and I bought, <laughs> and I had to buy volume four of the Horus Heresy full scale books. Of course you did. Also, so sorry, no volume five. Volume four just has the Imperial Guard and some of the knights and stuff, which I don't own. Oh, volume yeah. five has like Ultramarines and word bearers for Kalth, so I need that. Not an option. Yeah, I'm super excited about this because uh, I'm thinking now that there's a potential that I might bring 
my knights and sallies down to Vegas if I don't get what I want out of Doom of Mira. So that's cool. Because I can also do the fire drakes as legit terminators out of a sweet mark. What would that be? The original Land Raider. Um, they call it a Mark II B Proteus or whatever. Yeah, and I think I would do it up with... Um, I'd probably rip the Redeemer cannons off of my current Land Raider that I hate and clean them up as best as I can and try and do some magnetization so I could do them as Redeemer for the 40k tournament and then walk them over to Laz cannons and run them as uh, badass delivery system for Fire Drakes. So with that, would you you be selling your ticket for the 40k championship? No, I'd run, I'd run 40k, but I just don't think I'm going to make it to the Sunday final eight. Oh, okay. So then you can run 30k on the Sunday. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. I think 30, 30k might be sold out, though. So I, I don't know. They usually accept people at the door because... It's usually somebody who can't yeah, make it or something. drops and mm-hmm. stuff like I'll that. I'll put in a good word for you. Okay, good to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about this. I'm, we're looking right now at uh, Vulcan on the table here because I think me and Mike are going to have to... Primark uh, off. Have a Primark off. Because we both don't have... Uh, well, we're not starting our our little team challenge here until January. Yeah, and we'll have more information on that later. Mike's worried about losing a little bit of uh, a little Momentum. bit of a drive. Momentum. So we're gonna we're gonna get a, a hobby, and I I need a bit of a break. I need a bit of a break, and while I'm waiting for the Mimera crap to show up, paint something that's not red. Paint something that's not red, or nomads because they're also red. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel I covered with my statement of not painting red. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking I was gonna paint some Infinity stuff, but I, I just got to do something different. So this will be the the trick. I like how you're painting something different involves painting something green. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> we can we can trade colors. You paint something red this time. I don't know what. There's a lot of red in my Mercs. Yeah. Fair enough. Actually, Fair my enough. Mercs are really not that green, surprisingly. Yeah, they're more of a yellow taupe. What about I don't know what uh, I, I kind of went for like an all primary colors. Yeah. There's lots of blue, yellow, and red in them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. So let's do the not Forge World. Shut up and take my money because that took a lot of time. So, Ward, what do you have? Uh, so, it was Black Friday recently, and uh, I caved and I bought a GoPro <laughs> camera. Oh, Ooh, did you what? We've been talking about this for a while. So, with with the conversation that we had uh, two weeks ago with the podcast and cameras, I bit the bullet and I got a GoPro, so it's on its way. Nice. nice. And you got one of the new ones, so it's nice 4K, awesome, Yeah, I got the, I got the top one. I got the uh, GoPro Series 4 Black. Well, now that you can film battle reports, you're also going to have to take up an extreme sport. Because that's I what guess, GoPros are for. I guess so, yes. So, so I don't know what. I'm kind of uh, expecting Ward to be like trick stunting I do like on a dolly line. or something in his in his driveway. That would make sense. I think Ooh. we should get into Razor scooters again. We, we should go on that. I had one of those. Yeah. Uh, Fremont Street, that zip line. We should go on that and I'll take the GoPro. Oh, that is that is too No, no, you terrifying. don't do the zip line. My folks were just there and there's one above the zip line that is like twice as much money but apparently way cooler oh okay so just so we're aware i am terrified of heights oddly enough you're terrified no. of heights, heights and, and the ocean that's so know, you would never go out on my balcony seat uh no i could that doesn't bother me like as long as i know i'm okay I, i'm not scared of like chairless skiing but like just looking over an edge i can't handle that but you're no. strapped in yeah like, I, I get it i know i'm right there with you no when I, whenever hand. anybody's strapped in i'm worried i'll hold your hand <laughs> you can't you would tear off my arm. It's a zip line. <laughs> I'd just be like, <laughs> stump bleeding. That'd be bad. Anyway, that's that was what I spent my money on. Nice, Steve. I like it. Uh, mine would have to be. Uh, you know what? I got nothing. It was, it's Forge World. It's Forge World. That's all I got. Mike, anything else? 
Oh God, I'm I'm in trouble. I spent too much money. I, I what'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> say it out loud, Mike. Uh, Admit your shame. I bought. I would say there's no judgment here, but that's a worth lie. of uh, Malifo stuff for the Black Friday sale. Yeah, boy. I, yeah, that's I my mic. Got the book, of course. I bought about two hundred bucks worth of Wave Two Armada. And well, guess what? The Kickstarter goes out in a couple of days, and that's about six hundred bucks there too. Drop fleet. Yeah. Whoa! Sounds like a grand worth of shit there. Yeah. Merry Christmas to Mike. <laughs> well played. I beat hey. you all, sucker. Yeah, you win. <laughs> don't yeah, Dan, win on anything else one. on your docket? Um, well, this second. Other than a new car? <laughs> <laughs> the new car, which I pick up tomorrow. Um, well, the only Black Friday stuff that I picked up was clothes, but I threw on a leather jacket that reminded me of Cal Jericho's jacket a little bit. It's a dark green leather jacket with kind of like ribbed sleeves. It actually looks about halfway between Greedo's jacket and Cal Jericho's jacket. That's pretty badass. <laughs> so naturally I spent $300 on that. Does it come with like a pass to the underhive? Can you start Can you start murdering people? I hope can so. You, it helps you, if your mom's also an inquisitor. Can you shoot yeah. first? <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently George Lucas muddied the waters on that again where he said Han was always supposed to shoot second. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Lucas should just keep his fucking mouth shut. That's true. Yeah. He should just Lucas, stay, you don't stay off the internet. Yeah. He, he did a good job with, let's go with seven movies in his career, and then he just sort of stopped. I think. Seven? What, what is the seven? American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. Okay. American Graffiti. Plus the three original Star Wars and original Indiana Jones. And then just done. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sounds yeah. legit. Uh trying to think of anything else, but I think that's mostly it. It was... And the... To be fair, the rest of my Forge Old stuff was, like, way more money than the other guys. <laughs> That's true. That uh, shit escalated quickly. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tom. Okay, well, I'm actually now officially at a point where I have all of the Gremlin crew boxes. Nice. Because they have all come out, and I bought them all. So I picked up Ma Tucket on Black... I actually picked her up on Black Friday, because it just happened to be the day that she came in, so I saved some money on her there. Nice. And... Cool. That box is amazing because Ma Tucket's wooden spoon is like <laughs> twice the size of the hammer on Vulcan. On Vulcan. That's totally. And this is on like a tiny little gremlin model. That's stupid. I love it so much. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, and then other than that, the big thing for me was I I broke down. I didn't just buy Fallout in the last few days. I bought a PS4 to play Fallout. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a purchase. <laughs> Hopefully you'll you'll get some other games yes. along with that. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Okay, well, hopefully you'll still get another couple more to justify that purchase. I feel like Mass I'm comfortable Effect with Andromeda. Right yeah, that was kind of the other thing is I was wanting to make sure I had something lined up for the new Mass game because mm. um, I had I never really liked shooter games for the longest time until I played Mass Three. Yep, and then it kind of sold me on them. And You're welcome. That was pretty much all me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny, I did buy it because of you because I knew yes. that you worked on it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have never even looked at it. Just as oh. for clarification, my very, 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 very minuscule part. In that. Yeah. <laughs> but your name is in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to play more games and not, apparently, <sighs> I'm not going to get the painting done that I wanted to get done. Let's just put it that way. Did yeah. you even get any painting done? No, but like, I had this, I, in my in my mind, I had the schedule for the next eight months of you all had the painting me, I would no. do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I understand how you, you had like a specific. I had a holiday plan, and I'm still trying to stick with it, which is why I'm not playing these games because I know I will not be able to stop. 
I made it to a very good point where I left, like, I got into the city, got the power armor, and had, like, a little bit of, like, a, a slowdown. I was like, okay. Okay, we're good. I can wait. And I just have not touched it since. Probably for the best. That's yeah. wise. I know. So we'll see if I can keep that going. <laughs> Although also I, Battlefront is really... I totally do have... Crazy. I have decided that I'm going to L- the LVO. So I do have to make sure I get enough Malifaux done before that. Like, I guess technically I have everything painted yeah, if you I do. wanted to play now. But if I want to have better painted stuff, I've got to do more work. Nice. Or if so. you don't want your brushes burnt, you're going to have to paint That's it. not until... January. That's I've got until March for that shit. Um, okay, so let's move into the first period then. And this is kind of a, a follow-up to last week where we talked about taking pictures of your models. And one of the things that we briefly talked about was the notion of light boxes. Yep. And today... Ideally, we'd like to get into a little bit more detail about exactly what they are and how they can help you. And before we recorded this podcast, we actually all um, sat down and put some models in the light box and tried taking pictures with, with it. So we actually yep. pretty have a good understanding as to how fucking awesome they are. Yeah, we did some pictures with Droid and Android or, uh, and Apple phones as well. So we got a yeah. device cross-spectrum analysis. Okay. I don't know which one. So who wants to field the question of what is a light box? Ward, since you brought the light box, <laughs> tell us what a light box is. Since I'm the owner. Um, so the light box is basically a device uh, that you can take pictures in. Uh, it's meant to diffuse light, so that way the picture item that you're, or the item that you're taking a picture of doesn't have uh, drastic shadows at all. Yep. Uh, it's just a well-lit environment for uh, photography, essentially. Yeah, there's lots of different ways that they, they can be constructed or built or whatever else. Typically in a box format. Yeah, it's usually the simplest way, but they, they have everything from like a huge car size light box that you can pick up to do uh, more scene lighting to something like you'd want for miniatures with what you have which is what like about an 18 inch cube 16 by 16 cube so yeah uh, it's got a couple different backgrounds that comes with it but again it's it's meant to um, really be able to light up the subject matter that you're taking photos of yeah and at the end of the day it's basically just white fabric that you shine light through and the fabric diffuses the light yes the light box doesn't actually produce the light yeah. it diffuses the light so you still need lamps so they're they're a rather simple thing to uh, pr- like come up with you can make your own but to get one that actually works well you probably want to have there's I'm sure that this one that you picked up has a particular fabric that it's used that kind of thing so there's that would, that would diffuse light better than yeah say one made out bed of sheet to be to be honest though <laughs> they're really not that expensive like, yeah. there's there's lots of really cheap ones available online. If you're looking to get one in store, you often end up paying a little bit more money than you probably need to. Yeah, well, it's like Amazon or something like that. There's tons on there for like fifty dollars or less. And you get a new drone to deliver it to you, so that's pretty cool. I guess not here. Well, you don't get California. to keep the drone, not unless you shoot it down. <laughs> uh, like full interstellar <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so this this particular one that you have though Ward I quite like because it is a collapsible uh, light box which is nice because you don't have to have a 16 inch cube sitting around taking up a ton of space yeah it uh, it folds down uh, it's all put together with like velcro um, that's attached to the, the corresponding like edges and sides and yeah it'll just break down into just pretty much like half an inch thick but a 16 by 16 square square so <laughs> so like Dan was saying you throw it behind like a shelf unit or 
or put it in a bookcase, as Tom was saying. So it's out of your way it, when you're not using it and taking photos. I know you've had this thing for a while. Do you remember what brand it was by any chance? Uh, it's on the bag, actually. Um, bum, bum, bum. This one exactly. is the Cameron Digital Photo Box. There you go. www.boothphoto.com probably has the information about it. So. <laughs> Pretty solid. <laughs> uh, we've used this one for quite some time. I know when we were doing some commission painting work, we took some uh, subject matter photos for like our advertising, that kind of thing, using this thing. I'd say I've had it for at least over five years yeah, now. So it's, so. it's an item that you're not going to use to the point where it's ever really going to wear out. I mean, if you wear out a light box, this is... You're doing it wrong. But like, how can you that get or your cat destroyed it or something? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an investment that if you are going to take photos of your models, it's something you probably want to think about. I know. I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't know about everybody out here, but getting the right light at my place only happens at certain times of the day. <laughs> I'm the same as you, man. And, and the light box will And not I'll be honest, that. I'm usually working during those times of the day. Yeah, especially so in our climate where light is. It's like I get the lamp, it's dark. I, I'm getting bad light. I'm getting grainy. I'm, I, you name it. Yeah. But this you. this kills it. This is why this is nice. I would say that is a good point, too, like the where we live um, and how fast the sun or yeah. how the lack of sun in you work at eight months. to five here. There's three months of the year you do not see the sun. <laughs> and, and gamers typically hide it in the basements where typically. And not I'll be a lot honest. For some reason, I usually finish my models between the hours of eleven and two o'clock in the morning. Is the finishing touches? Because nice. this is the final burn. I'm like, oh, I'm so close, I, and then I go crazy, and that's when they get back. So that's what you you got going. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> the final burn. It, Everybody has a final burn, you know, once or twice in their life. It wasn't the final burn. It was the other phrasing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but this this light box, I think, is a really good investment. Because the ones that we were looking at on Amazon were, what, like they started at 40 bucks? Like, they were relatively cheap. So, if you, like I said, if you're going to do really any uh, photography, it's probably a wise investment. Yeah, and even locally from McBain, it was 80 bucks for the one by itself? Um, I, I think it was more like 100 but... The main thing is they also have um, they have a set that has a 16-inch cube, but it also comes with um, a tripod for your camera oh, and two awesome. portable lights as well, like little ones for your side fill lights. And that full set is it is 140, but if you're looking at like a 40 or 50 dollar light box plus a decent tripod plus a couple of lamps, it's not a bad deal at all. And um, I would certainly try to get that on sale. I don't like buying anything if it's not on sale if I can help it. So. So what I was going to say is, would those lights, do you think, be useful as a painting fill light? The ones that they had, I think, were like a small, like, low tripod without, like, any mounts. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. These are small little, like, spotlight-looking ones, which that are then diffused, so I don't know how ideal they would be for actually painting. Because one of the things that I've been kind of struggling with, I think, with my lighting setup, A, I have a crappy light, which is something I need to go and, and remedy quickly. Uh, but I always find that with the overhead lights, I get a lot of shadows on the miniature. So I've yep. always been looking for a, like sort of a something a little bit lower for the light source. Yeah, I have a few of those IKEA. I have some of like um, IKEA work lamps that have like the little swing arm thing. Yeah. So you can really position them exactly where you need to to make something comfortable, make something where you're getting light from the right angles so that you can paint properly. And I've always had at least two lamps when I'm painting where it's kind of one from either side, so they're not directly over top but they're still not coming right from yeah. the actual side. So you still get a little bit of shadow, but it's not as bad. Either way, I guess what I'm trying to say, that deal is not that bad if you're going to use those lights for other things. And then for me, like the lamps that I have here that uh, light up the light box, I use for, those are my painting lights too. So Gotcha. 
I just have to swing them over uh, to where my light box is because I have a space where I can keep it set up and I don't have to break it down. And then uh, I can take photos right after I'm done painting, whenever that happens. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I said whenever it happens. Yeah, I like how you just kind of nipped that joke in the butt before we had a chance to go yeah. for it. Now, the other thing, this one came with uh, backdrops. Yeah. Most so, of them seem to. So this one has just uh, uh, four fabric uh, backdrops that I can cycle through. Uh, so it's got a green, um, kind of like a, it's lighter than a forest green. I would say salamander green. Uh, emerald, yeah, emerald green. Is emerald probably green. What you're looking emerald at. green. Yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, yeah. A royal blue, a white, and a gray. Um, we took some photos with it, and we found that gray was the best for taking photos. I think the colored ones you really have to have something specific, a, a, a certain colored combination for it to set it off properly. Or yeah, like uh, I think the other colored ones are literally for schemes or paints to either cool it down or heat it up. Or, or if you're gonna like green screen out the background, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I could see if I wanted to do Christmas theme postcards of Warhammer, I could do my Sam Hine models on the green backdrop. Oh and it would be basically James perfect. said I'm supposed to slap you when you talk about Warhammer and Christmas together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's very specific. Thanks, James. Why? <laughs> or just forty K in general. Or that makes gothic. More sense. He hates gothic too. Oh, oh he does gothic. Gothic. Yeah. gothic is so good. That's okay, James. We'll, we'll, Are you listening, we'll, James? We'll talk about this. <laughs> I will I will gladly take that because Gothic is so good. <laughs> and you know what's going to be better? Let's take a quick little segue just for you, James. Drop Fleet is going to be so good because the designer for the rules did Gothic. Oh, no, he's not And he try. learned from his mistakes. There, I said it. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, okay there but back go. on point, the uh, I think with how portable and compactable the light boxes are, there's really not a downside um, for getting one. It's not like one of those hobby things that you get takes a lot of space. And I just did a quick A-B of some of the photos I took under the ideal lighting um, in my house during that like peak two-hour window with both lamps set up, and the light box blew it away because you just get better color balance. Exactly. And I think it's not really that you're just getting that much more light, it's how it's being actually cast on the model that makes such a huge difference. Yeah, well, difference. It, it reflects around inside the box, and you'll actually get uh, under light. Like, you, you don't have to worry about trying to light the bottom portion of your model or get the light down at a weird angle, one up here, and you're trying to get a, it just It's just brainless. Like, you just have to snap a picture, basically. So, for those people who are going to be doing any commission work, absolutely recommend it. But it's also really good, too, when you're putting a model up for review online... And you're asking for comments and criticisms. It will sometimes, show all your flaws, but it'll also show your skill at the same time. But the yeah. other thing too is sometimes yeah. when there's a blurry photo, it makes it you're not better. getting the right feedback. Yeah, someone might be saying, "Oh, that blend looks wonky there," when in reality, it's actually just a smudge on the camera. Like who, who the hell knows, right? Yeah. So it's if you're wanting to get more active online with your painting, getting something that can take good photos, which as we discussed last week, is a fucking smartphone. <laughs> Yeah, and instead of personally, instead of buying a new camera, I would put the hundred to hundred and fifty bucks into the light box with the lights. Yeah, if you're wanting to improve your photos, I think it's a way better expenditure of money. You can get a much better lighting setup for like half the price of a decent camera, or even less. Yeah. In, in terms of return on investment, it is going to be it is going to be better to focus on lighting initially, because with better lighting, you can get away with a slightly lower level camera. Whereas if you have a high-end camera and terrible lighting, you're still not going to get the best results. Yeah, I think you're... Yeah. 
there's I mean lots of comparisons that where that's the way to go that the smaller sort of peripherals can really make a huge difference um, and this this is one of them where lighting the model correctly is way better to go than some sort of crazy DSLR setup and then I guess the other thing we're kind of touching on it is if you're going to get a light box maybe it's a good time to upgrade your painting lights too right you get like two yep. good lights and then you're kind of getting two birds with one stone I think I'm going to have to do that actually a light box and lights lights yep Wow. Um, uh, I think that's the way to go. Like, what you have here seems like a much better solution than my shit light. <laughs> Although yours is a little little bit bluer than I would like. I like a little No, it's got light. the two. It's got the it's two It's got lights. the two, man. So we got one light on right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's a double. It's a incandescent and fluorescent. Oh, perfect. So basically it's got... Oh, Great broadcasting again. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. This, this for one, those of that you can't see it, it's a, it's, it's a got lamp. the, the it's ring got light around it. Yeah, it's got a fluorescent ring around it and an iridescent. We'll post a, f a picture of the photo setup as well once we get these photos on the website. Especially now that it's been a little bit mangled from <laughs> <you're> fucking with <laughs> it. <laughs> I, was, I was moving shit around. Yeah, it's a that, little derpy. that one was from uh, the light itself was from Delta Art Supply. Yeah, and they go for about one hundred and fifty so. bucks. That one was one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. so. Apparently yeah, everything's them. about 150 bucks. <laughs> That's a good ballpark. Cal? For something, so. 150 bucks? <laughs> um, the other thing that I want to mention is a lot of people will, will try to save a buck and, and build their own light boxes, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to come down to materials. Time. And and time. And personally, with the cost of a light box now. Um, if you can get one for under $50, it's hard to do better than that value-wise by building your own. Driving to a fabric store, picking out the right fabric, well, and not, actually constructing it. Like, I've, I've heard of people building them out, like, out of paper, and I'm just like, uh, is that really I, I've done that material? Uh, with the photos that I take when I actually want to get serious because I don't have a light box my serious photos are usually bouncing light off of a piece of paper yeah and I'll put the piece of paper in front of the model shine the light down in front of it yeah and then get it to backfill in it works okay but not even close to the light box right? and this thing is easy to use yeah. and it's easy to put together yeah exactly so, not a lot of downsides so Dan you were telling me briefly before the podcast um one of the things you noticed when taking photos in the light box. As the light box starts to collapse. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is... We should fix this. It's not the light box, it's the lamp. <laughs> it's the lamp going towards the glass cabinets. <laughs> I'll readjust the tape. Keep talking. Go. But yeah, you were commenting good, good podcasting on... Again. <laughs> one of the One of the things you noticed when you were trying to take some photos using the smartphone? I was just saying one of the things about smartphones is because they have the fixed aperture... So it locks you into a certain depth of field where some of the photos that we were taking today with the light box were of some of the larger items like uh, 40K Flyer or Steve's uh, Vermin Lord. Yep. So one of the nice things about a light box if you're working with a smartphone is that, you know, you're getting decent amount of light. You're getting, um, you know, getting good light so that the exposure yeah, times are correctly. low and all that sort of a thing. And camera phones with their locked aperture, it has a decent um, depth of field. But if you're working with a higher-end camera with, like, a non-fixed aperture, if you have enough light, um, you can actually close the aperture a little bit more, use longer exposure times, and that'll dramatically improve your depth of field as well, so that you have, when you're taking pictures of a large um, item like that, the Vermin Lord with the crazy long staff, yeah. you can have, like, the tip of the staff and the tip of his tail be in focus at the same time. Yeah, which you just cannot do with a uh, with the smartphone. I had a, yeah. I was trying to take a picture of three relatively spaced out Harlequin models, and you could only focus 
on one, one of them maybe at a time. two at a time. And the problem is, is they're only two inches apart, or maybe three, which is not a huge depth of field change. But smartphones, yeah, they have a small lens, can't do that. And so, I guess the punchline here is that while the light box can do a lot for the acuity of your photos, you're still going to be able to take a picture of a group of models from a bit of a distance, like five, race yeah. guard, no problem. You just have to hold your camera a little bit further away and then crop it down a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So you won't get that same level of detail shots in a group photo. No. But you can still get them all in focus at the same time. But if you did have a DSLR with a decent lens, You're and, um, yeah, you adjusted the aperture size a little bit smaller, increased the exposure time of the tripod, you'd still yeah. get no shake. You can get a lot, you can have a lot more control of depth of field when you have an aperture that you can manually set. But yeah, all in all, I think we should probably move on to, to rating this thing. Yeah. This is our usual puck system. Uh, Tom, you want to start? I'm going to give it a solid four. I think it might be a little expensive for what it is, but not so expensive that I won't buy it. I'll just be... It, it's kind of like the Calth box, you know what I mean? Okay. Where <laughs> where you bought it? It's still $180 <laughs> that I'm not spending on rent or food, but it's $180 that I'm willing to spend. Mm. And I think it's probably in my best interest to buy this instead of building it, just because it is such a good product. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes like sense. It's, it's a solid four for me. Okay, Dan? Um... I'm going to agree with the four. Um, I'm not personally going to be getting one because I have some fairly high-end lamps as well as backdrops and cameras and other things already. You know people that have a light box. That too. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You really need to break out all the uh, all the fancy equipment you can just call board. <laughs> I, do, I do live pretty damn close. So. But So it's not something that I feel the need personally to run out and go buy immediately, but it is in terms of like getting somebody started when you can literally just buy something off Amazon for like 40 bucks and you're already good to go, and you can use your iPhone, and you're you're loaded, that's that's hard to argue with. Cool. Ward, you bought it, so... I, I bought it, so I would still give it a 4 out of the 5, um, just because, there, I mean, there are certain things about it. Your backgrounds can get relatively dirty. There's not a way to... Are they removable, like, to be washed? You can... I, I'm pretty sure it's Velcro on the inside that it's attached with, so you should be able to, to take it off. So, But the white can get dirty, and it's not an actual... Like pure white, like you'll see, you'll see. It's a fabric it's, white, so yeah. it's got some texture to it, and it's not going to be pure. Yeah. So yeah, if you wanted to actually be pure white, that would require Photoshop. Yeah, cause some different backgrounds would be good. And um, like Tom was mentioning earlier, the the version that I have has just a small box window right in the front. It'd be nicer if it went all the way down to. Uh, you don't the have a lip. I I have to admit I wasn't. I'm not a fan of the lip in front. Yeah. It's a little bit in the way. Yeah. So if that wasn't there, yeah. But and I think that's there though to reflect the light back in front of the model. Like try and get as small of an aperture in the, the or not opening in the light box as possible. Yeah, you can have a little bit more of the light coming from the front rather than the sides. Yeah. But there are also a number of light boxes that have a completely wide open front. They don't have the rim yeah. around the edge at all. This style, like, I can just fold up the front panel if I really wanted to. That's Fair not enough. a big deal. So so that's pretty easy. But four out of five. Cool. Mike? I'm, you know what? I'm going to say five just because I, t- I tend to take a lot of pictures of the models I do. Probably because I pump out more, I take more <laughs> pictures. But You're not I, wrong. I think no. it's a good Be that way, invest into me. I'm... To me, it's a, it's I th- I gotta get a light box now. I didn't actually realize what a big difference it was until this point. Until you so, saw the difference between the photos and yeah. Well, I, oh, and I can just see from when I if I'm just focusing on it. It doesn't have to be my model, but I can see the difference. Yeah, okay. most definitely. I'm kind of torn. I want to give it a five, and I also want to give it a three. The only reason I want to give it a three is because. 
it's not as fun as models. It's, <laughs> it's a white box. It's just kind of yeah. But five because it's super useful. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. Like, so why don't you I, just go with a four? four? It's one of those things I don't want to buy. Just, I'll, I'll split in the middle. I'll go with a four. So getting a really good screwdriver. It's not flashy at all, but it's really fucking handy when you need that screwdriver exactly. to just work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'll go in the middle, and I think four seems reasonable. Right. Cool. Totally fair. Moving now, on. Yeah. Um, do we want to briefly touch on any other variant styles of light boxes? Oh, there's so many. Um, uh, I mean, the basic can, principles are all the same, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. there are there are some uh, different things that you should be aware of. Like the, this, professional photographers will have about a million different ways of reflecting light around. And they have all those crazy, like almost mirrored surfaces, like the the big circles that you can sort of aim the light around. I think yes. some of the light boxes will have that too internally. Um, I mean, we could spend days on light boxes for but photography. It's, it's way beyond what is necessary for yeah. photographing miniatures. I agree. Like yeah. the basic one is all you need. The one that we used today was like we said the 16 by 16 uh, cube and 24 by 24 cube is also very common. Yeah. It might be nice because you get three nights in there. Yeah. This, Finger I mean, stuff. how many nights, how many nights did you fit in? I could fit one without having to start taking pictures of the sides. I couldn't do two. Gotcha. So, so, so just depending on like if you're trying to like take a photo of like your entire army or multiple units, then possibly something a little bit like larger. If you're comfortable with breaking up your forces and taking individual units or individual characters or single knights, yeah, something a little bit smaller like the sixteen or sixteen. No, this is perfect for individual good, models. So. Like if you're doing a, a you know trying to take a picture for a cool mini or not or something like that. The only thing I would add to this is some sort of like a little more fancy background, something like what Dan has. Yeah, where it's a little bit. And you can just throw that inside. Yep. That's not a problem at all. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a bit of a topic for another day, but fancier backdrops is definitely one of the peripherals that I would consider exploring after getting a light box. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. That's fair. Okay, so moving on then. It's one of the higher-reviewed products I think we've done. Everybody was in the fours and fives. You didn't have to give it an 11 to inflate the score. I did not. No. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Because okay. our, our reviews are so scientific. <laughs> so uh, kind of following up a little bit on what we're talking about on the shut up and take my money a lot of companies have started moving towards having like a Black Friday or Christmas bundle sales Cyber Monday uh, yep. Cyber Monday online and what kind of started this conversation for us was Games Workshop did it yeah what they haven't had a sale in I don't actually remember them having well when we all were this year no no I'm trying to think back when they actually had a sale. The closest thing that I can really remember them having as a sale would be the Skulls program, which you could trade in for shit. So it was like you buy X, X dollars worth of products yeah, and that's you not, get stuff back. That's not a sale. No, that's no, a actually, reward program. That, I think, yeah, but occasionally, occasionally it wasn't a sale. The only time I remember just Christmas count. sales where the more you spend, you would get a little bit of like gift certificates at the end or something. Okay, that, but no, yeah. no, there was actually, uh, the only other time was when they were trying to get rid of stuff that was being discontinued. You were thinking the Bits Bazaars maybe? Yeah, maybe stuff Yeah, like they, that. that's right. They did discount like Auctions. Warmaster and that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, that, but that's it. It was like, oh, we're getting rid of this and discontinuing it, so now we'll put it on sale. But this stuff isn't well, being when we, discontinued. I mean, I not, worked not, there as a seasonal temp for quite some time, and they, uh, I worked the Christmas break all the time, and they would never do Boxing Day sales because GW did not do sales. Their product was a higher end, uh, niche market product that didn't need a sale. It's not. It's not even that. It's it's something that doesn't change style that often, so yeah. therefore they don't have to mark it down to get it out. Uh, the same product would stay there forever too. Uh, when yep. I moved on to Fossil, same sort of idea, like no sales whatsoever, because it's 
again, they'll slowly cycle through wash styles. It's not like clothing where it's just like, hey, you know what? We got summer clothes. We got to fucking sell it and get rid of it yeah. for the winter shit. So Now, this was kind of crazy to me because I honestly do not remember them having a, an advertised sale that wasn't more of a clearance. This was uh, bundle deals, sale deals on particular 40K and Age of Sigmar products. Um, and they reminded me a lot of basically what were the old school army boxes, the army deals. Um, you got a bunch of products and you basically saved a couple of dollars here and there on the products themselves. Some of them look like they might have been like $40-ish yeah. for some of the larger bundles. Like you might get one of the smaller boxes in the set for free. And if you couple that with what sort of GW has done in the last, I don't know, let's say 15 years in terms of the inflation of their product, uh, it used to be you spend 300 bucks, I think it was, for an army deal, most of them, around that $300 mark, and you get the Codex and Special Edition Miniature for free. So you're saving, you're getting like a 20 25 at the time uh, dollar deal. Well, it would have been about 30 for the book, 15 for the model. Codexes were 20 bucks. So let's say 40 like 20 for each. 20 for a limited edition model, 20 for... A computer model was $10, dude. Well, <laughs> no, but I think get a, it a fancy like character could have been 15 Fair enough, fair enough. Like, I and guess like, like a special character. A lot of the standard bears that I got were pretty hefty. So let's say, yeah, let's say 30 bucks. <laughs> you were you were getting $30 deal, 10% savings. Sure. Seems it's about reasonable. Like a little bit less than that, but yeah. Sure. Uh, with, the, uh, with these new deals, some of them were like... The thing that's crazy is they were a deal, and some of them were in around the seven hundred dollar mark. Which the bundle, yeah, the bundles inflated quite a bit. And honestly, when I was on the site and I was like looking through it, I was just like, "Why am I hitting page two? Like this makes no sense. It's like this is not what I want." Yeah. So, so I guess the question is, if you're doing a black, like, kudos for them for doing a sale. Like that's awesome to know that their customers are into this, and obviously it's a huge cultural phenomenon with. Black Friday being so big because I don't remember Black Friday ever being as big as the last couple of years. It's because it's only recently coming to Canada. Yeah, it's supposed to be the states. It's supposed to be the states. Yeah, it's supposed to be the states. But I mean, is it like is it getting bigger in the states too, or is it always always been the stupid states forever? Okay, but I think it's the prevalence of online purchasing. On online as well as so many American companies up here, they're starting to move it up here to try to generate more sales. Fair enough. Um, I want to say, do you think a seven hundred dollar deal is still a deal? I think like is, is that for for a miniatures game is that reasonable? I, I, when well, it comes I, I to didn't think we were into reasonable. We were just shocked that they would had a deal. But he, uh, even then, like yeah. let's let's say somebody's buying you something for Christmas. Typically, they're not spending that amount on somebody for Christmas as an individual. Like my wife, I would have a hard time convincing her to go to Games Workshop online and buy me a seven hundred dollar deal. Just yeah. Saying. And so it, it's definitely not something you'd be finding for Christmas shopping. For me, what it kind of comes down to, it feels less like a sale that'll save your average shopper money and more that it's a way for them to get people to spend more money on something. So there may be, there may be giving them a little bit of a deal, but you're still putting $700 in their pocket with one click. It could right? be. This is what their one click bundles should have always been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they should saving you had, clicks. They should have always had some savings. Yeah, the saving you clicks thing has always been a joke. Maybe the mentality now is like you can buy uh, an army for cheap at the end of o- end of November, beginning of December for next year, and so that's your army Maybe. that you work on next year. So you save up all your money throughout the year, make one big purchase, and then you're good. So I don't I don't know the idea. Uh, 
I wasn't a big fan of their big bundle deals in that respect, but their uh, digital versions, they actually uh, reduced the cost of, like, codexes and army books by about £10 each. Yeah. So instead of being... Yeah, Black Library had some good sales, too. Yeah, so instead of being, like, $60 for a codex online, you ended up spending, like, 40 bucks, which which wasn't too, too bad, actually. And I think for sales, that's a lot better for your average consumer because you you can buy your one thing yeah. and save your money. Yeah, you can be picky and choosy on which ones are going to be relevant to you rather than have to have everything. And so by comparison, Privateer Press, every Christmas, does a holiday army bundle. So they'll do yes. either like a 25 or a 35 point, depending on the year, army that you'll save probably about 20 to 25% on. And it's all kind of bundled in one go, and they'll have the list for you and a little mini book and that kind of thing. And they have it all the way from around this time until about a week before Christmas, because that's about the last time they can try and ship it to wherever the fuck you are. Um, but because it's the size, like a 25 to 35 point army, they're only like 150 bucks. So they're reasonable for somebody to actually pick up as a, as a present. Yeah. yeah. So, or, or to kind of kind of kickstart you into a new project. I think where Games Workshop really kind of shit the bed with this one is that they don't really have anything they can offer for that price range that's going to really be a big bundle. Because 150 bucks could be two fucking boxes. So let me give you one that's close to that or the closest of their deals to that. And it's maybe uh, relevant to your interests. Uh, this is an Orcs uh, bundle deal. <laughs> so it has... Probably already own them all. <laughs> there's that. It has a mech, a Warbiker... Uh, oh, 40k Orcs. 40k mech. Uh, Warbiker mech, Ludas and Burnus, Battle Wagon, uh, Daka Jet. Uh, that's all it has. It is $245. So it saves you some money, but... How many models was that? It's got Ludas and Burnus. So that's five. Uh... It has a Warbiker mob, sorry. So that's uh, probably five. Three. It's three. a mech that's as well three. in there. And a battle wagon and a DACA jet. So, like, 11? It's basically a Speed Freaks setup. Luda's in the... Minus any of the boys that you'd really... So you buy two of those plus some other models and you have a start to your army? Yeah, that's... And you have about 1,000 points. No, you'd have more than that. Because battle wagons Would you? are cheap. Battle wagons no, are, no. like, 250. No. Are they? No way They're 200. They're at least no, 200. There's no fucking way. Games Workshop has been steadily decreasing. No, I'm pretty sure they're around the 200 because uh, you can give them some pretty cool upgrades and they have a huge transfer capacity. But, like, they used to be fast. base 100 points. Really? They're that cheap? Yeah. Okay, well, either way. They're so, shackle. point is, that's one of their deals. $245. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with another one that I uh, I think I can probably speak to pretty well. So this is an Eldar deal. It's got a Wraith Lord, a Wraith Knight, Wraith Guard, and a Spirit Seer. That's it. It is... Uh, $320, i am guessing. $355. Oh. And now admittedly, I'm guessing that these... It's probably got more Wraith Guard than just what's in here. You're hoping. I'm guessing that this is probably the formation one, so it's got two boxes of Wraith Guard. You're guessing. I'm guessing. You're guessing. I'm guessing. Totally. That's that's like 1,100 points. Yeah. You're guessing right, but if you're guessing wrong, it's really not. Who's buying these as, as Christmas presents? This is this is like, I can buy you this, or I can spend an extra 100 bucks and get you a PS4 or an Xbox One. Or, or I could just like leather jacket that looks like Cal Jericho. You spend a hundred dollars less almost. Or you know, for your average person, pay rent. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, in all honesty, the $700 boxes or $700 bundles are kind of ridiculous. And they go up from there. Those are some of the cheaper ones. Yeah. There's some pretty crazy uh, pricey guys. So, yeah, I, I have to say, like, when I did a little bit of research for this particular topic, the first comments on uh, Fate 212, the rumors site, was... Uh, is this the first time GW's ever done like a deal? And then it was just a series of comments around that. Like people were like, holy crap. So people were talking and I'd like to know what their sales are because maybe they did really well. Maybe, but kind of branching off some other companies are, have done various different online sales. Mike, you mentioned that you did a big weird purchase. Oh yeah. So from what I understand, they don't actually discount anything, but what do they do? They give you special limited edition uh, sculpts of uh, or alternate models of uh, characters. Like I got an alt Francisco, um, and there's an alt uh, Firestarter. There was an alt Barbaros, and um, the last one was morning. Yeah, and the the doctor shit. What's his name? McMorning. McMorning, the female version of McMorning. Yeah. Yep. And uh, if you did one fifty, you got these two. If you did three hundred, you got all four. I like that. I actually think I like that more because it makes sense that these companies shouldn't be forced to really do sales because they aren't turning over product like you're talking about, Ward. I, it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. But just that, like, Merry Christmas, here's a cool thing. And kind of on top of that, weird, every, twice a year, once at Gen Con and once at Black Friday, they also release a bunch of special edition <laughs> models that you can't buy at any other time. Uh, yeah. And Remember. they'll have pre-release models. Or if you miss that Gen Con model from two years ago, there's a chance they're going to sell it. Gotcha. At this point. At the Black Friday. Well, so. you know, that's, that basically comes full circle when we're talking about the old school GW Army bundles. You got a limited edition model, like the Standard Bear or the Emperor's Champion for the Black, uh, or, um, why can't I think of them? Templars. Black Templars. Um, like, that was their business model with their deals, effectively. Yeah, every company that's succeeding right now has the same business model as Games Workshop from 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah, I would disagree. <laughs> they a lot of these companies that are succeeding write better rules than still ten to fifteen years ago. GW. No, 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 no. But models, rules aside, I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big. This is a, a tangent we're talking on now, but I do yeah. think that that's a important distinction. Um, another another company that is typically big at uh, Black Friday is Battlefoam. Yes. Uh, so you get quite a bit of sales there typically. Dan, I know that you bought a bunch of stuff, and they are an American company. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't buy anything from them this year. No, I was going to, but it, I was like deathly ill this weekend, so it just did not happen. And you spent and, all your money on Forge Worlds, so. and you were destroyed by Forge Worlds. Oh, I had money left over, but I <laughs> couldn't spend the like five hours required to make all the custom, oh, all yeah, the custom yeah. trays for all my shit. Mm. So with the amount of planning and work that it takes to get a custom battle foam bag, yeah, I did not have the energy to put it in. That's but you, fair. But usually, what what did you find last year was the advantage of picking up stuff from Battle Foam this time of year. The advantage was it was 25% off. Is it just a straight flat rate? Uh, they had different tiers on the website. Most of the stuff was discounted like 25%. They would have a few things at like 35, a few things at 40, Some a few things 50. at 50, and a few discontinued items might be even 60. Yeah. That's so, actually where I got a lot of my bags. Yeah, <laughs> I got the dystopian bags that one yeah, year. Yeah, I bought like, like 25 bucks four of each. them. Holy shit, that's oh, actually People begged me to sell sell them to them afterwards because they were so cheap. Yeah, if you get the if you get the discontinued ones for like 60% off, you get a crazy deal. Yeah. But there's always only a few of them. This year, I believe the most heavily discounted were they redid their line of like the super like run it over with your truck and yeah, not the cross black, the cases. The black uh, because they they, 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 did the, the, they redid them all with the yeah. army webbing, right? 
Well, it's not just that. They've already done that previously, but the the black label, like ultra indestructible army cases, they completely redid that line just this month. They actually launched it at the same time as Black Friday. And they used Black Friday as a way to clear out the old inventory and give, like, I think the new ones might have only been, like, 10% off. Okay. But then all the discontinued ones were heavily discounted just to get them out the door. Clear. But, I mean, they have, like, the new ones are fucking giant. Like, they're they're all named after, like, different, like, famous. Like, one of them is, like, the Nimitz. I like that. And, like, the Missouri and stuff. So named after aircraft carriers? They're named after, after, like, massive military vessels. Like, they're, and they're they're huge. Well, I think Romeo's ex-military, so. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's a Marine, isn't he? I don't know that, but, yeah, he's definitely from forces. Uh, So let's finish this up. Uh, And I think we should do something we kind of haven't done before. Why don't we give our best Black Friday? I got one more. Okay. I got one more, because this one is still currently going on. Oh, really? So Tabletop World does a promotion uh, every year where it's just based on the amount that you spend. Okay. So if you spend X number of dollars, you'll you'll start with getting a free, um, uh, what is it, uh, groceries pack. So you'll get, like, all the little extras. Uh, like set up displays of like people selling stuff. Okay. Um, so like there's like little carts and there's crates of pu- pumpkins and that sort of thing. Weird. So okay. th- then the next step up is if you buy some more, uh, you'll be able to get a free cottage. Next up, up you'll be able to get some townhouses and so on and so forth. Whereas if this year if you spend over a thousand pounds, <laughs> no wait, a thousand euros, you'll get. It's their, still not much better, man. You'll get their brand new castle gate section, so which is gigantic. It? It's huge. Are you doing it, Ward? I'm not spending that much, but uh, <laughs> this this runs. Uh, it usually starts in Black Friday weekend and all runs all the way through December till December 31st. So if you give everybody on your Christmas list Warhammer terrain, or terrain, I guess I should say, yeah, you might get a free castle. How close are you? <laughs> Not that close. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I could probably spend a hundred bucks or, or two hundred bucks in that. Company. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't help them enough. Thinking, okay. so. gotcha. um, but so, just depending on the level that you want to spend, you typically will get a free building out of it, which cool. is which is kind of cool. And like they that. do that every year, and usually they have a new um, uh, item that gets released this time of year. That's part of the deal. So last year they released their manor house. Uh, and then this year, the manor house is the second highest promotion. So if you spend X number, you'll get a free manor house. I think it's 500 euros you get a free manor house. Are you going to get a free cool. manor house? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so. going to get some free ta- a, a free townhouse, I believe. So, yeah, that's that's where I am. That's and not that, bad. And that, run, yeah, and that one runs, um, like I said, till the end of uh, Christmas or end of uh, December. So if you get some Christmas money and you want some fantasy terrain... For okay. Age of Sigmar, or you can use it for Malifaux, that sort of thing. You can so. probably use it for 40K as an Agri World or, or something. It exactly. For, they do good stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they it's do incredible work. It's gorgeous looking stuff. So Okay. So if we had to go around the table and do your best Black Friday pick, like. Slash holidays. Slash holidays. And this is just off the cuff. Anything. For me, it's probably War Machine. Okay. Just because they change up which. They do one for every faction every year. Okay. And it's never the same caster twice. So even if you already play that faction, there's a good chance it's worth it for you to get that box for that good deal. Gotcha. And it's in that price point where it's sub $200, where you're not having to really spend a lot of money to get that value. Gotcha. I like that. I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dan? Um, I will say weird miniatures because I like limited edition anything. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Tabletop World. Uh, just length of the deal. Um, you've enough. got quite a wide time frame to, to pick up stuff, so I like that aspect. I'm not like rushed into like a single day like where my focus is going to be. So Cool. I'm going to go with the weird because I'm like Dan. I like limited edition special models. And also, I kind of like the translucent stuff that I want to play with, with airbrushing and stuff. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Have you seen Plus, what Derek's done with his? Yeah, oh no, I know what Derek's done with I've seen it a long time ago. But uh, that and the fact that you can get the Gen Con figs there as well is a big thing. And it also gives you alternate models so you don't have to use... Because it bugs me if you have to use two models, they look exactly the same. And they're uh, named the, figures, too. Uh, uh, just, yeah. yeah. No. No. I need different models. Okay, you're weird, but I'll, I'm with you. No, I actually, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to agree. I actually think weird does it the best. Yeah. Because what? I like the old 15, uh, 15 years ago GW model of give me something cool for spending a ton of money. You know why I didn't choose it first? Hmm. Because they also do it in August for, for Gen Con. And they reverse it where oftentimes the Black Friday models are available for sale then. Oh, uh, okay. That cheapens it a little bit. A little bit for me. I like the, the full-on, like, come order from us during Christmas holidays because it's the only time you're going to get something cool. Yeah, because they, they will sell those models twice a year until they run out of them. Okay, that makes sense. So it's not quite as limited as... As you would. So you can kind of do one one order a year instead of one every six months. See, that's what I like about that. I still have my Emperor Champion uh, from that box set because the he's the only, that's the only way you get him. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. So, Steve, you and I went to a tournament last weekend. We did indeed. And, and I even remember it. I remember most... Of it. Oh. <laughs> Please say you didn't represent us. Please say you didn't represent us. We did represent We, we did represent oh, We did represent did pretty well. So um, just a bit of backstory. This was that For the Children um, tournament that, we, that we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. Yep. So a charity event down in Calgary uh, supporting the construction of a local playground for a school that doesn't have one because that's really weird. And it yeah. should. And a couple cool like numbers that we heard. Uh, we we actually raised more in one day of nerds rolling dice than they had in the however long it was. It was some absurd period. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out like thirty years. Like it was something completely ridiculous. I heard, I heard it was over three thousand dollars that was raised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know what was going on previously. Yeah, apparently they just never raised any money before nerds came. Uh, involved. So yeah. We did so, pretty good. So the nerd tournament raised more than any, like, the bake sales or whatever that they put Combined. on. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's okay. the most they've ever had. <laughs> um, and one of the things that was interesting, I don't know if it was the same way in the, the War Machine event, but you could purchase additions to your army uh, as a donation, so as a bidding system. So, for example, in, in 40K, it may, well, I have to admit, it made it a little ridiculous, but you could uh, buy a Reaver Titan, a Warhound Titan, and multiple Bane Blades that were all available for you to use. They I think there was also you could buy in War Machine. Oh, God. Which, I'm going to point this out. When you're playing 35 points of War Machine and they get to drop a fucking Colossal... That's a big swing. Okay, you're playing 1,850 points and someone throws in a Reaver that's 2,500 points? <laughs> that's, that's a swing. Because <laughs> also... The Colossals are balanced in the ter- in terms of their points. Like, they're pretty reasonable. Not when it's a prime axiom getting to use Fury rules with fucking Makeda. Okay, that's not super balanced. <laughs> but the 40k, 2,500 points for a Reaver is super low. Like, that is... Not- like, the Titans in 40k are not 
a reasonable purchase for their points. Yeah. They're totally out of control, and they need to only be balanced against other Titans. So there was one guy that had, to, I think, in two games, his opponent both times had either purchased the Warhound or the Reaver, and he got two games out of his three where he was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, I guess you could have bid on... Um, on those items as well, so too bad for well, him. What we did with War Machine is there was kind of a... So your opponent's bidding on this. Do you care to outbid him? And what we would mm. do is write down secretly what our max bid would be and then hand it to the event I organizer. Like and then he he would flip it over and, th- and say who actually won. So me, I bid... Fi- like I was told this guy was going to get the Prime Axiom, and I'm like, fuck, this can't happen. So I bid 50 tickets, which was just almost 50 bucks that I was willing to spend for this one game. And it turns out he threw down 102 tickets, Ooh. which, because it scaled up that you saved him in money, it would be like $90. Yeah, nice. Just to, And he did that in his second game as well. Good, well, that's why we raised $3,000, because people wanted to win. <laughs> yeah, the guy put down like 300 bucks to get tickets. I, I like that mechanic, though, as like a, as a, a fundraiser. fundraiser. Well, if you play yeah. in a golf tournament, that's, that's, that's a fundraiser. They do that as well. You can buy... Excuse me, you can buy mulligans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And it was great because I got my ass kicked, but it was for the kids. <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> oh, The kids were happy. Uh, it was, you know, I have to say, I had some... Uh, the, the crew that came out for 40K, I felt a bit dickish bringing my uh, three knights and... Three nights in a baronial Steve, court. Were you that guy? No, because frankly, there was Ian McKellen and our uh, <laughs> McLeod, Ian McLeod, and uh, West Pauly that were there, and they were more that guy than me, so it was good. I think <laughs> Ian had a, a list that had fourteen D weapons a turn firing or something stupid, like it was just out of control. And him and Wes ended up playing in the final game, and it came down to basically just purchasing rerolls to win. Like they were just <laughs> going for like, I'm gonna win, fuck you, like just spending money. So it worked out as a charity event that there's their competitiveness helped other people. So it was cool. Um, I'm glad it was a charity event and that wasn't just a normal mechanic because <laughs> Jesus, this would be expensive. Hey Ward, I think we have a new idea for onslaught. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Holy pay to win. Yeah, no, um, I'll it was a, cool. It was run. Nice venue. <laughs> it was run really well for basically being like couple guys just throwing this together. There was a super cool concession stand that I actually haven't... It saved my life. Uh, it saved me. Like, cause, Or do you okay. a concession stand, but they had like a, all the, the moms of the school basically there just cooking food. The hot dogs, hot pockets. Uh, yeah. um, they had these amazing cinnamon buns that were made the day before. And you can but, make so many Cartman, Ma, more hot pockets reference. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was really funny too. So Steve and I went down on the Friday and then decided to go out for a couple drinks. And then in the process of going out for a couple drinks, decided that a couple drinks was not enough. Yeah. And, and absolutely trash. Like, completely. Like That's so, what you do in a tournament. So we started... Oh, at, it was bad, though. We started in a barbecue place, and then went to a classy bar, and then went to the worst dance club I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, it was pretty bad. On Steve's recommendation, because apparently it used to be the greatest place And ever. now it closed. <laughs> and then he took so me... Not, so not so much the greatest. No, it, yeah. it, it went downhill pretty quick. <laughs> he took me to another place, and as we're walking... Uh, and he's trying to find out his GPS where we're going. We pass this place that looks like a dance club, and I'm like, it fucking better not be that one. Because it is the worst, douchiest-looking bar I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it was. It was. So, <laughs> so we bailed on that, went to another pub, ended up finding our way all the way back to the original barbecue place that we were 
who started. Which, which uh, for everybody listening, is the Palomino, which has phenomenal barbecue. So good. And cheap. Out. Really good. Really cheap. And there was like a stoner rock show happening downstairs. It turns out that that place has a downstairs music venue. Oh. We did not know. And had an awesome time at a re- actually a pretty decent band. Yeah. There, have you I have their- their- No, because I don't have a CD player. <laughs> We got totally trashed to the point where I bought a Stoner Rock CD. <laughs> we both did. And Support local music, man. My favorite thing about it, though, is that I was outside waiting for Steve, and a bunch of girls came up to me and were like, oh, man, you were a great drummer tonight. I'm like, I don't... Because apparently I looked like the drummer in the first You band. have long hair, and you look like you could be in a Stoner band. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> that's you fair. are in a metal band, they, and that's... They, they profiled you, Tom. Yeah, they so. did profile They you. did. But so that, the punchline of that is that we both showed up hungover and or still drunk the next morning to the tournament. Yes. I was, it was, I was actually concerned I might not make it. Yeah. Uh, but we did. And we both uh, managed to somehow uh, not piss off the rest of our opponents to lose us points. And we managed to take home best presentation. Yeah. And we both had winning records. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty stoked about that because my final game was against a dude that bit on a Bane Blade. And also had, I think, 40 re-rolls because he had a ton of tickets left over they hadn't used. And he was like, oh, I got to use them against you, man. It's the last game. So he was just basically re-rolling till like, Demon Princess didn't die. Like, I had a Hulex's <laughs> Assassin insta-death one, and he just re- spent, like, 10 tickets on re-rolls. I was like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be a bit of an uphill struggle. <laughs> Which, and I'm not sure if it was the same. In War Machine, every time you, you paid for a re-roll in a game, it would double. So I was so hungover oh. I didn't read the player's pack, and that might have been the case. <laughs> but either way, it was actually a really good game, and I, I had a ton of fun. It was super good opponent. So however it worked out, I'm happy. It was great, and hopefully they do another one, because I'd definitely go back where, for it. Where was yeah. the venue for this one? It was in the school. So I'm oh, sure that the like, their cost okay. for running it was pretty low. And they did have some silent auction items up. I bought another Cephalix box. Okay, I mean, like it all went for the. They probably got the the space for free. Yeah, and actually, so that way, press that way they sent do. them the Cephalix box. I did see that too. Yeah, which was pretty cool. So yeah, you just got to talk to them, and if it's for a good cause, no, it's an awesome tournament. Places, it'll be good. So did, good stuff. Uh, the thing that I like about that one is is in future, had I known what was uh, it was a charity tournament. I don't know what I was thinking. I would have brought a completely different list, more fun, yeah. something a little more wacky. Um, and just had a blast spending money on tickets and getting like Beaver like, Titans wacky and shit like that. or wacky, wacky, uh, like silly, not win at all costs. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Not uh, wacky as in silly, like something just bizarre that would only I might bring, like, I don't know, paint up my Tyranids or some shit, bring a bunch of ground Tyranids because that's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was, it was good times. I actually, um, got to. So they give me my second pairing. I'm still kind of... I, I'm pretty sure at this point I am still drunk. My second pairing on the day is this guy named Nathan. And they're like, oh, and I can't pronounce his last name. So it's all laughing, laughing. So I walk up to the table, and he's like, hey, man, I'm Tom. And he's like, hey, I'm Nathan. And Matt, the guy running the tournament, is like, yeah, he's the moose knuckle guy. And I've spent a lot of time talking with him over the last little while because they give us free beer. Yeah. And was, so I finally got to play against our rep. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. And so my Moose Knuckle Minute is actually beating the guy that gives us free beer. Because I'm not sure if we're ever going to see it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be a problem. Now, You're the now, reason. Was, was You're... It, was it a close game or was no. it pretty? Okay. <laughs> no, nah, it, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great guy. And um, I believe his army also got a, a vote for presentation as well. So nice. like his army looked great. 
and he does a lot uh, for support in the community through all the huge amount. Because I believe Moose Knuckle was sponsoring the pub night afterwards. Yes. And so doing work for the charity there was really good. And, yeah, fun guy to play against. So thanks, Nathan, for the beer and the fun game. Yeah, he does He does a ton for the community. He's also helped out with the tournament OP turn, uh, event. He's brought down uh, a bunch of beer for that, which he was selling, I think, at a dollar, and you got a ticket with it or something stupid. Just trying wow. to get brand awareness out there. So I'm not going to be surprised if there's a lot of nerds that happen to drink Moose Knuckle in the next couple of years around here. <laughs> well, and to be fair... <laughs> Nerds might have moose knuckles. Uh, we don't wear a lot of speedos though, because usually we have more shame than that. We usually wear in basements, wearing hoodies and that kind of thing. But like so, some unfortunate sweatpant moose knuckle. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. One of my favorite photo essays of all time is the guy that took pictures of ass cracks at the Magic the Gathering <laughs> oh, tournament, and he's like crying in oh, the I one know. photo. It's amazing. Some of the best photo essays. So not quite moose knuckle level, but uh, pretty good. <laughs> Jesus. It's it's really funny, Mike. It's, it's actually hilarious. No, 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 Have you ever seen it? No, Mike? I don't want to. If you haven't seen it, you should look at it because it's actually the funniest thing ever. And the guy actually got banned for life for life for Magic the Gathering official events. Yeah, so he he suffered for his art. <laughs> it's or, actually really or, good. I'll show you. After. Or, or did he? No, no, it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've learned my no, lesson. It's actually it's team. not it's not disturbing. It's actually his face and all the photos that are fucking hilarious. <laughs> so the one last thing about the tournament I would like to mention uh, the, the benefit of hosting in a school gymnasium is if you roll in really hungover. They have those amazing gymnastic mats that you can just lay down on and, oh, and crash die mats. for 20 minutes. <laughs> crash mats. And they're so comfy. Oh, my God. It, it was amazing. Yeah. It was the best. Yeah, that was pretty good. Wow. Uh, so on the topic of events, Ward, what's coming up? Um, so by the time this recording goes out, uh, it'll be the weekend of Uncontrolled Fury. So Brianson, I know, is getting a hold of everybody and figuring that out. Um, yeah, you probably, if you're listening probably to this, don't care. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're probably not there. Uh, so listen to this after. Um, I guess the other funny one that this will go up on the day of Let It Foe, which is a hilarious oh, yeah. name for the new, for the Malfo event that, uh, and I would like to just do a quick moment to talk about how amazing our henchman is from Alpha. So, Jordan, he has done up a bunch of scenarios to be modified to be more Christmassy. So, there is Turf War, you're fighting over a Christmas tree. There's Headhunter is a normal scenario where when you kill a model, like a Headhunter token pops out. So now it's... Now there's Present presents Hunter. on pieces. Present Hunter is the, Ooh, like the name that. of the scenario. So. That's good. Yeah. So they're all very Christmassy. And in, and for his prizes, for Best Painted, Best Sport, and Best General, and the, the Murphy's Luck one, yeah. they're all wrapped already. Oh. Oh, that's what those were. So you get to open your presents and... I thought he was setting uh, up a display. No, those are the prizes. Okay. All right. That's cool. They're physical prizes awesome. that have been wrapped as presents. That's really cool. So... Just that little extra step to make a cool event. Yep. Mike, you're, are you coming next on this Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. I'll even pick you <laughs> up. I don't know. Uh, Talk about lost. this after. Yeah. Talk about it after, yeah. Because otherwise it's not good radio. <laughs> it's always good radio. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never good radio. Uh, but anyway, so that's going to be a great event, and I hope that I'll have seen a bunch of you there. You won't see me. You won't see me either. Well, not you guys, but, like, radio people. Oh, because Malifo. I'm going to be drunk in Banff, so... Oh, you're going to Banff this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to Jasper this weekend. Drunk in Jasper, drunk in Banff. Yeah! Yeah. I feel like he might be more likely to get STIs. Oh, 100%. Yeah! <laughs> I wouldn't touch him. 
I won't touch him after. Touch me yeah, now. <laughs> touch me now. What's the next event? Uh, we then have the Out of the Basement tournament going on yeah. the 17th, 16th and 17th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is going to be great Out of the Basement or LVO practice. <laughs> and they have announced all of the games. Did we talk about all the game systems running last time? We did, uh, but we can quickly go over again. So it's going to be 40k. Uh, which is going to be the two-day two event. Uh, we've got Age of Sigmar and 8th Edition, so they're going to be playing both systems. Uh, uh, separate, separate days. Separate days, so if you want a, a lot of fantasy fix, that's the way to get it. Uh, they are also doing uh, Malifaux. Yep. yep, War Machine. They're doing War Machine and X-Wing. And, I and Firestorm Armada. And Firestorm Armada. So seven game systems total over the weekend. Uh, I know lots of re- pre-registration is 25 for a lot of the game systems. And everything goes up 10 bucks after January 1st, so get your money in now. And honestly, if you're going to be going to tournaments... Register early because it makes the life of the TOs a lot easier. Oh, a lot easier. So, yeah. like, there's a reason why they give the early discounts because then they can actually know what to prepare for. And this one, as usual, it's also a charity event, so it's worth going to. It's for the campus food bank. And bring so bring food bank donations because I know for a lot of the game systems, the first tiebreaker is how much you brought to donate. Yeah, yeah. So if you're neck and neck, and it's actually happened a couple of times. Yeah, surprisingly. It, it, it happens it, more it, often uh, than you, you think. think. I think that it was between, the, the one I remember is between Lang and Scott, and Scott won because he didn't put as much in, and it was literally whoever did the most food got best general, I think it was. Ooh. Yeah, Dan's won on a tiebreaker once. That was my favorite tiebreaker ever when you wrote Fluff. <laughs> and Jordan Murphy did not. That was an onslaught. Yeah, that was an onslaught, yeah. That was a good one. That was my favorite tiebreaker of all time. And then the next year I lost by one point to TJ. <laughs> no. Yeah, second overall, still pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't complain with that. So no. those are those are the two uh, or the three events that are uh, coming up here right now. So and then we'll and then see. the fucking LVO. Yeah, I'm super LVO. excited you're coming now, Tom. It's gonna so, be awesome. So there's three of us going now, possibly four. four, possibly four, and then we'll just punch Dan and put him in a suitcase. We'll make fun of him. We'll take pictures. We don't have to bring him back though if we do that, right? No, we'll just no, leave him there. Right? <laughs> uh, there's a movie about that I think where they chain him to a roof or something like that. Yeah. Except we try and except they try and find. Him. Oh, we won't. So no. who would be? I think I think Mike would be the guy on the roof, and the three of us would be exploring. What? Whoa, whoa! I don't like the way this sounds. <laughs> already. You've yeah. seen the Hangover. Yeah, right? I've seen. Of course, that's why I'm not going on yeah, the roof. The on the that roof. No, I, I feel he's the calm. He's the calm, collected one. I know where Tom's going, <laughs> and I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Let's just move on. That's going to be an episode. That was. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. You As asshole. always, I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. And play some fall. If you're not going to paint your malls, at least play Fallout. <laughs> Good sign off for this episode. <laughs> <laughs>